There are so many supplements out there. How do you choose? If there was just one supplement that Trey and I would recommend, it's definitely Ningxia Red. We have consistently drank Ningxia every day since May of 2015. It's a whole body health and wellness supplement that's a powerhouse full of antioxidants and nutrition. Ningxia Red is made with pureed wolfberries, also known as goji berries, along with blueberry, plum, cherry, aronia, and pomegranate juices. These are very high in antioxidants that boost immunity and protect your body against oxidative stress. It also has food-grade essential oils like orange and lemon, yuzu, and tangerine. These provide an incredible dose of D-limonene. Trust me, Google that. This is just a two-ounce shot of liquid gold, and it supports your body for better energy and healthy cellular function. Why is that? Well, that's because you're getting antioxidants equivalent to eating like eight pounds of carrots and 16 whole oranges. Trust me, your liver and your eyes will thank you. If you'd like more information, visit my website, www.amycastles.com. It's time for a healthy dose of According to the Castles, the show where we talk about marriage, family, faith, health, nutrition, fitness, and so much more. And now, please welcome your hosts, Amy and Trey Castles. Hey, everyone. Happy Thursday. Gobble, gobble. So we're actually recording this around Thanksgiving time, but this is going to be coming out before Christmas. Oh, well, it's Thanksgiving weeks. So they're over Thanksgiving. I've we're, been we're saying gobble, gobble to, the, to everybody. We're on to the next holiday, Trey. Well, happy Thanksgiving anyway. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Have a bl- happy late Thanksgiving to everyone. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. You know, Merry Christmas, Hansa Kwanzaa. Okay. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about uh, a few different things. First thing, I want to talk about Tank, mm. our, our little dog. And then I want to talk about what you may want to consider when you are looking for a new way to change your diet so you can make the best decision of what's for you because there really is a not a one size fits all. But so first let's talk about Tank, our little fox terrier. He is a tank. So we got Tank in 2003 and he was eight weeks old. And yeah, we got him December 7th at the mall. Yes. Freaking so triple paid for him at the mall. We did. You know what? I don't recommend getting a dog at the mall. They're, those dogs well, we, come from cut paid. puppy mills. We paid for a toy. Fox Terrier. He was supposed to be five to seven pounds. Oh, yeah. And he, he just is. kept growing and growing and growing. And then he was like 15 to 17 pounds. The doctor said, well, he's not a swimsuit model. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was funny. And, and I was like, well, do you think that he's, I mean, he's supposed to be a toy. He was like, well, you know, he's just got a small head because <laughs> his head was smaller than his whole body. But, you know, it's just, it's. I was thinking back last night and I was thinking, Tank has been in our lives since 2003 yeah, and 18 we, years. We were only married for what, 6 months? We got married in May and you wanted a dog. You wanted a small dog, I wanted a big dog and we lived in an apartment. <laughs> oh I my won. god, I Pre- precious. So I made up an imaginary dog because Trey was like, no, we can't get a dog. We can't get a dog. And at that time, do you remember Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson had their show called Newlyweds? And we were watching that because we got married like at the exact same time. We were all pretty much the same age. And so she had her little dog, Daisy, and she took her around in her purse. Yep. And I wanted a little dog so bad. And so I made up an imaginary dog called Precious. And do you remember what I used to do? Oh, my God. You had a bowl of water. You had food. You had a 
dog leash and a chain and you would like, come here, precious, come here. And I was what the hell are you doing? It's like, it's a fake dog. <laughs> you had it all set up in her closet. You did it for months. But you know what? It just goes to show the power of your words. You speak the words and it comes to life. I just got annoyed with it. So I bought you a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so he finally took me to the mall and said, all right, we're going to get a dog. Merry Christmas. And it was, we actually got him before Christmas and we went into the mall and I didn't know where else to get a dog. Again, I would never say to get a dog at the mall because they come Just from puppy lots mills. Lots of other places. Yes, you can adopt a dog. You can go through a very reputable breeder who does it the right way. Poor Tank, his little mama probably was just in a cage her whole life. And, we don't know and that. Tank could have had a great life. I doubt it came from the mall. But anyway, so we got Tank. He was like two and a half, three pounds when we brought him home. He was tiny. He was a little guy. His largest weight that he ever got was 16 pounds. But yeah, we've had him for 18 years now and it's coming to the end of his life. And He peed on me two nights ago in the bed. I woke up in a pool of pee. Yeah, I was warm. I woke Trey up and I was like, Trey, I think Tank peed. He peed on you. And he goes... (laughs) Uh, I don't care. I'm tired. I went back to sleep. <laughs> I did. Back. I was so asleep. Because you couldn't feel it. So you just... you. Oh, no. It was all in my... Because he sleeps right in the swell of my back. So you and felt so it And so my underwear wet? was wet. And I was like, I don't care right now. I don't want to get up. You, I got up like 20 minutes later, but I fought it for a minute. And then he took a shower. Oh, yeah. But you did kind of just lay in it. <laughs> hey, you know, it's my boy. Oh, man. That's so nasty. But you know what I was thinking? How many migraines did Tank stay with me. I mean, throughout the past 18 years, how many I've had, he was there right by my side every single time in the bed. I would, I remember- He was our first child. He was, he was our first child. So yeah, Tank is walking, kind of shaking and- It's time. He's pee in the bed, obviously. He's looking rickety. This will be his last Thanksgiving. This will be his last Thanksgiving. So today we're going to take family pictures and we're going to do it with Tank. So that's going to be fun. Yep. So it's going to be sad. And Precious, 18 years ago, I set up, what was it? Don't tell everybody your P-A-S-S. No, I mean, it's only only for that one thing. It was Castles 26 at Hotmail. So when I set up a Hotmail account, my password was Precious1. Oh, okay. After your imaginary dog. So funny. I still have that email too. Is that still your password? No. Did you just air it to everyone? No, I changed the password. Okay. All right. Okay. So next, we're going to talk about the best way that, or my thoughts on how you can choose the best way to change your diet because there are so many different ways. We're coming up on the new year. A lot of people start a new year and they're like, okay, this is my year. This is my year that I'm going to get healthy and (laughs) I'm going to be healthy for my grandkids or healthy for my kids. And they want to start. So how do you do that? Because that is a very intimidating thing to do. So number one, the first thing you could do is just- Decide. Well, yeah. Okay. Decide. Yes. That's a good idea, Trey. Decide that you want to do it. Step zero. Prepare. But why? You have to establish your why. In everything that you do, you have to have a very strong enough why so that when you want to quit, you can go back and you can read your why and remember all the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. So I encourage you to get a piece of paper and write down why you want to lose weight. Well, it's it's what do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? And how are you going to get it done? Well, thank you, Trey. And That's was- the one-way method. 
Well, that is a, the good one-way method. And having a time frame because you want to have – it's called SMART. And you want to be specific about your goal. You want to be specific about exactly what you're wanting. I want to lose 20 pounds of fat. I want to gain 10 pounds of muscle. So there's a difference and you're going to only see a difference of 10 pounds on the scale. But so that's why it's important to, you know, understand. Not always look at the scale. Not always just look at the scale. So you have a specific goal. It's measurable. Can you measure your body percent fat and all that kind of stuff? Of course you can. Is it attainable? If you say, I want to lose 50 pounds and you weigh 150, that's not attainable. That's not, it's not possible, nor is it healthy for you to do that. Or is it, I can't remember the R. Because I can, in smart? In smart, the R. It would be, I can't remember. Have the right resources? Well, the T is time. So what time frame do you want to do it in? So when you're writing your goal, you're writing the S-M-A-R-T, and then you're going into writing your why. I'll get back to you on the R. John's going to look it up. Yeah, John's going to look that up. So I'll get back to you on the R, what that stands for. Okay, so where can you start? You can start with just eliminating. It can be as simple as saying, okay, I know I need to clean up my diet. There's all these different things I can do. I'm just going to start eliminating and, oh, realistic. realistic. Yes, is it realistic? So R is realistic. So it's specific, measurable, obtainable, realistic, and timely. Yes, so that your goals should be a smart goal. Okay, so back to elimination. You're so smart. Thanks, I try. So back to elimination. Sugars are going to be the number one thing that you're going to look to eliminate and cut out. Maybe you don't <laughs> want to go on a diet. You don't want to start something. You don't want to go see a dietitian. You don't want to do any of that. You just know I drink way too many Cokes. And you're going to say, okay, my goal by such and such date is to completely eliminate Cokes. So start it small, very small. Go from if you're drinking four or five Cokes a day. Go to three Cokes a day. The next week, shift it down. Go to two Cokes a day. You can't just quit cold turkey on this stuff. I mean, maybe you can. It's crack, man. It actually is. You need rehab. It actually is crack. Your brain associates it the same way as Well, a drug. and you have the psychoactive of the caffeine like we talked about. So you have two things that are addictive for you with the sugar and the caffeine. So taper down. So sugars would be number one with liquids, 100%. And then, of course, the desserts. And then it's the little things like grabbing a little piece of candy as you walk out of the restaurant. Trey? It's a peppermint. It's still candy. Well, they don't have the little peppermint toothpicks anymore. I know. What's up with that? COVID. Due to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the desserts, the candies, and remember artificial flavors or artificial sweeteners, they're going to have an effect on your weight and your blood sugar just as much as real sugar does. Don't believe the lies. We're going to have somebody in here that's going to help explain more of that on another episode. Okay. So that would be elimination. Okay. All right. Elimination to start small. Start, like you said, attainable. I'm always like all or nothing. And then I fizzle and fade by the third or fourth week. And it's just this up and down swing and... I don't know, this year, for whatever reason, I've changed and kind of started listening to you. And what? Yeah. It's been nice, I have to say. But I'm doing that same thing. I'm eliminating small things consistently 
getting confidence and then seeing not huge results, but I'm seeing the progress and it's making me want to do more. I'm very proud of you, Trey. Thank you. I needed that. Words of affirmation. High five. Physical touch. Words of affirmation. Good job, Trey. There we go. You could also cut out more than just sugar, or maybe if sugar is not necessarily something that you are, that's that's not maybe your thing. Maybe it's just alcohol. Maybe it's bags of chips at the gas station. So you have to kind of really sit with it and, you know, maybe you need to pray about it. Hey, God, show me what I can cut out that is not working for my body. So for everybody, that's going to be something different. Well, real quick for me, we talked about several episodes back with the Mm Chick-fil-A. So it wasn't as hard as I thought. Like I just went to grilled chicken and fruit and I still get an unsweet iced tea instead of a number one and a spicy chicken sandwich and the fries. And after you do that and kind of get confidence in it, you actually crave that instead of the other. I actually, I think you're getting a little like leaner now too. I noticed that the other day when you're getting out of the shower. Don't touch me. Hey, now. (laughs) Okay. The next one, it would be, let's say that you want to just improve your diet and you're like, you know, what is one of the most tried and true ways to eat? I just give me some recipes or whatever that are just healthier. The Mediterranean diet has always been a way of eating that has been tried and true for centuries. When Trey and I went to Israel, the people in Israel, of course, you have the Palestinians, you have the Jewish Orthodox, the Messianic Jews. They have kind of their own style and their own recipes that are true to their culture. So it's but, the same. But it's still very, very similar. Yeah. Yes. And they have been eating this way for centuries. How often do we eat olives, for example? Do we eat olives every day or do we eat olives on our charcuterie boards? Olives are a part of their daily diet. They eat it daily. They eat hummus. Hummus. When we went to Israel the first day, I was like, oh my gosh, the Mediterranean diet, this is great. I need to get back to hummus. I am 100%. And then by the last day, I said, I am never eating hummus again in my life. Seven days straight. I'm like, I'm done. And they've been doing it since Jesus. Like (laughs) literally, don't they get tired of hummus? Hey, man, if it works, it works. I don't know. But do you remember that if you wanted any sort of dairy after lunch or after breakfast, they didn't have it. So dairy was only on the buffet table at breakfast time. That's That's it. it. Yep. You could not get cream in your coffee at lunch or dinner or there was no dairy whatsoever. No, it was different. But I I mean, I could see how that is a consistent lifestyle. I mean, the food is... Amazing. You just got to get used to it, get your palate used to it. Yeah. And it's a high amount of good omega fats and good proteins as well. Okay. So that would be the Mediterranean diet. So if you're just like, I just want to improve the way that I eat and I want some better recipes. Okay. So the next one would be, let's say that you want to continue eating the way that you eat or the recipes that you eat or for your culture and your family, but you need some boundaries and you kind of want to be gently urged in a good direction of how to eat better. 
then you could do something like Weight Watchers that is a very tried and true program. This is good for anyone who needs some boundaries and they want to have maybe some help with coaching or they want to have a community of people. Maybe you are the only one in your family that wants to eat healthy and you want to have a community. I know people who have lost... 50, 60, 70, 100 pounds on Weight Watchers, and they do it for life. Everything that you do, you want to make sure that it is sustainable. Can you quit Cokes the rest of your life? 100% you can. Could you eat a Mediterranean diet for the rest of your life? 100%. Could you stay on Weight Watchers? Absolutely. Now, maybe Weight Watchers is not for you. Maybe you're really into your fitness. I found that Weight Watchers was really great for me before I really started exercising the way that I do, because I started doing that when I was like 16 with my mom. That's all. I mean, for 10 or 15 years, that's all I knew. That was your go-to. It was my go-to. If I just kind of need to be reset, because I can, uh, this girl can eat. And I, <laughs> if I needed to be reset a little bit, then I would start back up Using on Weight too Watchers. too many points now. <laughs> well, what I enjoy about Weight Watchers is that you know, a calorie is a calorie. So people say, you know, they may go, oh, well, I've got 100 calories of a Snickers bar or 100 calories of chicken. Which looks better to you? Most people Snickers. are like, Snickers sounds wonderful. But if you were to enter those into something like MyFitnessPal, you're going to show the calories are the calories are the calorie, right? And you may go, oh, well, I'm in my calorie zone. Well, with Weight Watchers, you only get a certain amount of points per day. Well, that Snickers is going to be way higher points than the chicken because they measure how your body utilizes that food item. So when you are choosing, okay, do I want to start something like Weight Watchers? If you just want to have some good measure and learn to eat a little healthier and you need a, you need a support system, they're good. But again, if you are someone who's really into your fitness and you lift weights and work out a lot, I always found that it wasn't enough calories for me. So I also, and you know, maybe I would want something free. I would go through my fitness pal. There you go. My fitness pal, you can enter in your calories and you can also adjust your protein, carbs, and fat. So you may say, okay, I want my protein to be 30%. I want my carbs to be 30%. So I want my carbs <laughs> or my fats to be 30%. And then I want my carbs to be 40%. Well, you may find that you're eating and you're within your calorie zone. You got the 30, 30, 40, but you may come out and be like, man, I feel like I'm just eating way too much fat, like it's actually bothering my stomach. Then you can go back into my fitness pal and you can change it and adjust your numbers to where maybe you're having 20% fat. Or maybe you had it set at 40% carbs, but you're a marathon runner and you're like, I'm crapping out. Like I don't have enough sugars. So you go through. Why are you looking at me? Just observing, just listening to you. Okay. So you go into my fitness pal and you adjust your carbs because you expel a lot of energy. So you, maybe you need 50% carbs and also, you know, it depends on your body type. Some people can handle high carbohydrates and some people can't. Everything you're saying works for a lot of people. I'm not that way. 
No, you're definitely... I can't track it. I can. I choose not to track it. I don't like the point system. I don't like the PAL, pay thing, pay, what is my fitness PAL. I just, I keep it as simple as possible because the more complex it gets for me, the less I'll do it. And so you're more of elimination, make better food choices. That's time. it. Eliminate the crap you don't need. When I do eat, I know good stuff. I know chicken, you know, I know protein and carbs and but, vegetables. But here's the only thing, Trey. You work out very hard, and I've been telling you this, you're not eating enough. Oh, believe me, I feel it. Alicia's been kicking my butt, and I'm barely making it through and then crashing. So right. it's it's a forceful dose of I have to eat more. And so it's – but I'm not changing what I'm doing. I'm just increasing my portions. So this is where something like meal planning would be a great option for you. And when we did that, when we would cook on Sundays – and we'd set up the week. Well, no, oh, here's here's what I mean. Amazing. Let's say that you went to Dr. Chase Banks and you said, okay, here's what I normally eat within a day. You're pretty regimented when it comes to breakfast, mm -hmm. lunch, and then usually dinner. You know I'm going to make a good protein. I'm going to make a good carb. And My vegetable. only wild card is lunch because I got good food at home for breakfast and good food at home for dinner. So you kind of set the tone for that. It's just making better choices for me at lunch. But let's say that you took that food of what you've been eating and you went to Dr. Chase Banks and you said, okay, here's what I normally Dr. am Chase eating. Dr. Chase Banks at Finish First? Yes, at Finish First. He's in the Woodlands. So if you were to go to him, he would be able to fine tune it. So if somebody wants to fine tune it, then they can go to him and he would make them a meal plan and say, okay, in order for you, for your body type, to lose weight or to lose body fat, to gain muscle, this is exactly what your caloric intake would need to be. And here's how many protein, carbs, and fat percentage. And then here is what that looks like in a meal plan. Right. Six ounces of meat here, four ounces of meat there. He would be able to mark it out. Then you would have an example and you could go, whoa, I'm like not eating that much in a day. I know me, and I would probably go pay for that, get the example, follow it for a couple of weeks, and then kind of make it my own within that same template. I 100% <laughs> do the same thing, and there's absolutely nothing wrong not, with that. I don't like following things to the T. I like having variety and flexibility within the system. But that's the thing. You don't have to. Well, it's knowing the rules Yes. in order to break them <laughs> successfully. In the nutrition side of things, not life. Well, I agree with that. But I do think I go through times of the year where I definitely want to have a meal plan just to see where I'm at in comparison. And then I change it all up and then I go with it. And then as long as I'm doing great, I continue to stay on it. But I do like to every once in a while just kind of know like, okay, am I eating enough? Am I eating it's too much? It's a gauge. Much? It's a it, checkpoint. It just gets you back on track a little bit. Yeah. So meal planning is great. And that is really wonderful, especially if you're a person that says, I don't know what to eat. I literally don't know what to eat for breakfast. I don't know what to eat for lunch or dinner. Like your brain just is not working. And I go through periods of the year where I feel that way. And that's where meal planning comes in really great for me. Okay. So the next thing would be something like a cleanse. A cleanse is not necessarily something that you're going to stay on all the time. It's something that will help you kind of reset your system. It shocks you enough 
to where it resets you so that when you get back to that path or that eating that you know is the best for your body, it's like a cakewalk. No pun intended. Wait, was that a pun? It wasn't a pun. Well, whatever. It's easy to do. So for me, my go-to has always been Whole30. I love Whole30 diet. I think that it's wonderful. It resets my system. Usually I start it at the beginning of November and I run it all the way through to Thanksgiving. By the time Thanksgiving comes, I am feeling phenomenal. My family pictures usually come out good because my face isn't so swollen. You got Avery on that this year for the first time. She's 14 and she jumped she on it She wanted to. Yeah. She's stricter than I am. I know. She is way strict. She's like, she Mom, get that these, for me. are these plantain chips Whole30 compliant? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Compliant. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Whole30. Yeah, absolutely. They're Whole30. Check. Yeah. She's like, but they're fried in a kettle. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And she's like, Mom, I think it's still like crunchy though, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, but I mean, it's, you know, it's it kind of passes. You know what? It's better than popcorn. Okay. Eat the damn plantains. <laughs> eat them plantains. So, by the way, plantain chips, if you bring them to a Mexican restaurant and eat those with salsa, oh my gosh, so good and way better than the chips. I'm sorry. Plantain chips are horrible. Okay. When you get so bloated from corn chips. I get it, but I don't. So, I well, can eat them. I do. Most women get bloated very easy. So, Maybe I can't- if I was forced to, I would have to get my palate to like them, but- Avery made those, whatever that was, the other, I couldn't even chew it. I, I spit it out. What, those cookie things? No, it was it was the dessert. She put the cinnamon and stuff on them. Evan loved them. Oh my gosh, those were amazing. Uh, How do you not like those? Uh, it was dates and coconut and Kind of like asparagus for me. Not asparagus. What is it called? Artichokes. Can't, no, can't Brussels do the sprouts. Artichokes. Is Brussels, that what it is? It's Brussels sprouts. I can't stand those. Yeah. Okay. So back to the Whole30, Sorry. usually- I will notice that by the time November rolls around, my eating is, I'm excited because it's fall. You know, I'm not paying attention to what I'm eating, I'm, but I'm doing a lot of crock pots and, and we're just busy. I mean, October is usually a very busy month because the weather changes and everybody's excited. So we've got a lot going on. So I find that I'm running around, I'm not eating like I normally would, and I need to get back on track. And I want to feel great before the holidays And you do it at the hardest time. Oh, for me, it's amazing. So Whole30 is what I do right at the beginning of November. I think a lot of people are like, I'm just going to blitz through November, December. I'm going to start in January. (laughs) Well, anyway. Get through the holidays. So I get through that Whole30 cleanse and a wonderful transition is going from Whole30 into a paleo style. So paleo works for some people. It doesn't work for others. Maybe you are an individual who doesn't do well with meat and you want to do a full vegan diet cleanse. I mean, you could do that and then merge into more of a plant-based diet with less meat. I've done that a million times. I've finally come to the conclusion that it's just not me. So for me, it's Whole30 cleanse gets me really back on track. It's like cleaning out your closets and then you just kind of maintain it. And I do that by merging into paleo. Okay. So the next one would be if you are a person who is 
in a state of metabolic syndrome or getting close to being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. The old school clinical diet, the Atkins diet, is actually still a great diet. They have completely remastered it. They have changed with the times. They've evolved very great. The Atkins diet takes you through a cleansing period, and then it merges you into a way of eating that you can maintain for a lifestyle. So the Atkins is a really, really great way. They should change it to Atkins lifestyle instead of Atkins diet. I guess they could. Diet's just a stigma now to me. I don't like the word diet. Well, it's temporary. But the word diet can mean many different things. It all depends on what word you use prior to it. So if you say, I'm going on. What if you just say diet? If you just said diet, a diet, what is your, if I said, what is your diet? You would say, my diet is filled with I see where you're going with protein this. shakes and I eat healthy foods and organic stuff. I stay away but from this But if you say I'm that. on a diet, if it you changes s- the meaning of the word. Yes. If you said I am on a diet, that would imply that you're doing something for a temporary basis. And that is what happened in the 80s. Everybody realized that they were all gaining weight in the 90s. Everybody was gaining weight because if you look back at pictures, our parents' pictures in the 70s, they were really thin. They were really thin. So our parents' generation, the baby boomers, in the 70s, they were very thin in their 30s time. Doing a bunch of drugs. Our, whatever. (laughs) Our generation in the 30s, did you think that was funny? Did you just do the the silent laugh? I did. I laughed at my own joke. With the, you did the tongue and you hissed. Our generation in our 30s, which we're actually in our 40s now, but our generation in our 30s is a lot heavier (laughs) than our parents were. It's the way that our parents are now is how our generation is now. So what are we going to be like in our 50s and 60s and 70s? But anyway, our parents' generation, they were eating very healthy. And then now you have in the 80s where... late 70s, 80s, 90s, they had all this artificial food and convenient foods that came out and people just started packing on weight like crazy. So all of these diets and fad diets came in into play, such as like low fats and, you know, sugar-free artificial stuff. And it was definitely in the 1970s. Yeah. He's pulling some stuff up on the computer. It shows us that- High fructose corn syrup came out in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Does that say high fructose corn syrup came out by Clinton Corn Processing Company? Is that like- Is that like Clinton Clinton? Like the Clintons? I don't know. They're involved in everything. (laughs) Everything. Japanese Agency of Industrial Science and Technology. Okay. Well, anyway, so, so you had people going on diets and that terminology that they used- was never anything that they were able to maintain. So now when you people hear the word diet, they're like, well, are you on a diet or something? You know, like, or why are you on a diet? Why do you go country? Because it's just, we, do you want me to go in another language? Because I don't want to be Why do you uh, have to go into a different language? Well, you know, so you got to- Sandy's not here. Well, okay. <laughs> I, I talk country when I talk about- some things. So. When we're traveling in our travel trailer. Oh, we always talk. Park. We always talk country in our travel trailer. Okay. Last but not least, 
we have maybe you are eating healthy. Maybe you are making your best choices for you and you're not necessarily overweight, but you just feel this like kind of layer over your body of inflammation and body fat. And you don't know what the heck is going on. You're like, I'm eating healthy. I'm doing my MyFitnessPal and all this stuff, but it just won't come off. Well, of course you got hormones. So let's just say you've got all those taken care of. I would check into food allergies and your genetics. You can do that in a number of ways. You can go through your ENT doctor and do some allergy testing. They can what do blood. What does ENT mean? ENT? Why'd you do that to me? I'm curious of what the acronym ENT means. Ear, nose, and throat. Thank I you. I just thought of it. Sorry. Good job. Good job. <laughs> it came to me. <laughs> okay. So you can, they can do a blood test and a skin prick test. I would not solely rely on that because your blood can change. Just because your blood is not reacting to it in that very moment doesn't mean that it won't have a reaction to it later on. That's what we did with Avery. We did a skin prick test with Avery. So a skin prick test, they're going to actually take the known allergen and then prick it into the skin and then see how the body whelps up. So the skin prick test is going to show you if you're having an immediate reaction to a food item. But what I really like is the ELISA test, another one that's done by Dr. Chase Banks at Finish First in the Woodlands, Texas. That's what you did. And that is going to check how your white blood cells are reacting to foods. And it's a ton of different foods. Well, it's, it's there's an allergen and there's an intolerance. And an allergy typically is going to present itself within about a 24-hour period where an intolerance could not reveal itself for up to three weeks. Right. So they take, and like you did, they tested 490 different things in your blood. They spun it. They spun your blood. They left it there for three weeks and they put 498 different things in it from food and environmental allergens. And then it came back to what you had intolerances to. And it was crazy what was in there. Yeah. And instantly I lost the inflammation. My body just went and it just completely deflated. Mm -hmm. So if you are experiencing, I remember my friend Brandy Townsend, she found out she was celiac, which is a whole other test, by the way. She found out she was celiac. All she did was cut gluten and instantly lost like 15 pounds because her body was so inflamed that she just, she could not lose the weight and the body fat was just sticking on her. Well, you learned anything in the Kane family. You learned about chocolate. You learned about petroleum. And there's all all kinds of stuff. I mean, you had so many things in there. I was like, holy cow. You never know. And the other thing that Chase can also test, if you don't want to do that, you can also test your genetics. And he can tell you, okay, with your genetics and the way that your body metabolizes food, the way that it metabolizes nutrients and medicine and all that kind of stuff, he told me, you do best with a high antioxidant diet. So you may be someone that's like, okay, if he says you need to have a high antioxidant diet, that means I'm flooding my body with fruits and vegetables and supplements like the Ningxia Red I drink as much as possible. So now- I need to go get that done. So let's say that I do. I really actually do think that you need to go get that test done. Well, not- The, the genetics one. I don't Not just do the that. genetics, but I think you need to do the ELISA test. Really? I do. Yeah. But here's the other thing. If you- 
cannot afford to get all those tests done, then going back to something like a Whole30 would be a great place to start because it's going to cut out the beans, the legumes, artificial sugars, sugars of all kinds, including honey and maple syrup, agave nectar. And then it's also going to cut out wheat, gluten, corn, and dairy and soy. So you're going to have all of these things cut out of your diet. And then when you want to reintroduce them, you observe how your body reacts to them. So you would eat one item at a time and then take note in a notebook how your body reacts. So that's free. (laughs) Those tests, you know, they can be very pricey. Okay, so just to give a little recap, number one, you can eliminate your foods that you know deep down in your heart that are not good for you. And by taking them out, they would 100% give you some benefit. Best ones would be sugars, fried anything, and alcohol. <laughs> Number two would you just hit the top three of everybody's favorites. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah. Number two would be changing your lifestyle to something more like a Mediterranean style diet. Tons of cookbooks out there on that. Number three would be counting your points or counting your calories, which would be My Fitness Pal or Weight Watchers. Number four would be something like meal planning and have somebody else just say, look, this is what you need to eat. And this will make sure that you're actually getting results from your workouts. You're not starving your body, things like that. That would be meal planning. And then number five would be doing some sort of cleanse like a candida cleanse or a Whole30 cleanse or a really great plant-based diet cleanse. And then number six would be doing something clinical where you are really in a state where you need to make some serious diet changes for clinical reasons, Atkins diet. And number seven, lastly, would be having your food allergies or genetics tested. Well so, done, my dear. Thank you. Well, thank you all so much for listening today. Now go eat your turkey and pie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why did you have to go country? I don't know. It felt right. See? I know. It does feel good. All right. Listen, y'all. <laughs> it's time for us to go. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> now get gone, Pookie. Bye. <laughs> Bye now. Thanks for listening to another episode of According to the Castles with Amy and Trey. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. To stay up to date with the castles, follow Amy on Instagram at acastles. Until next time, have faith, enjoy life, and love abundantly. What was the first thing that your mom would ask you before you'd go to bed at night? Did you brush your teeth? I don't know about you, but my mom always asked that. Since I was a kid, healthy gums and teeth have always been important to me. But after a lot of research, I figured out that there's actually a lot of junk in the commercial toothpaste. Everything from SLS to artificial flavors and colors, sweeteners even. And I didn't like the way that they didn't actually get my teeth super clean. I felt like they weren't really actually 
supporting good overall oral health. Well, I'm so excited to tell you about a product that I created in 2016. Sparkle Dust is a non-toxic, chemical-free tooth cleansing powder that instantly brightens and strengthens and remineralizes your teeth and your gums. It will leave your teeth feeling like never before. They will feel cleaner, smoother, and brighter. You will feel like you just left the dentist. I love that feeling. Sparkle Dust is made from nine different organic earth-sourced ingredients, including minerals and clays. It's a natural solution proven to get you the smile that you've always dreamed of. Learn more about Sparkle Dust by visiting my website at www.mysparkledust.com.